aren't you excited that he broke the chains in your life? Come on, somebody. He set you free. Brother Nick, he set you free. Come on, Sister Schneid, he set you free. Woo! Come on, something begins to happen. Something begins to happen on the inside. When I think about all that God has done. Come on, somebody, if we could just take a moment and look back and see all the things God brought you from. You wouldn't. Woo! Come on. Something should raise, rise up on the inside of you because he set you free. Come on, somebody clap your hands in this place. Come on, clap your hands like he set you free. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can make your way back to your seats. Aren't you glad that God set you free? Come on, somebody, aren't you glad that God set you free? That God thought it was a good idea to save you, bring you to the house of God, wash your sins away in his name. Come on, aren't you glad that he set you free? Come on, somebody, we could do a little bit better than that. Let's clap like we mean it. Aren't you glad God set you free? Thank you, Jesus. Woo! My God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm up here tonight to introduce our preacher for tonight. Amen. How many love Brother Judah Williams? Come on, somebody. How many, how, how many of us love Brother Judah? Amen. Amen. Brother Judah and I have a very unique relationship. Um, it's very unique, you know. I don't even know how we started just hanging out. I don't even know how it started happening, but I'm glad it happened. You know, I was thinking about it because I told him, I told him last week if he can, uh, if he can prepare to preach. And I just felt it. I felt like God was going to use him in a powerful way. And I was trying to think of what can I say about Brother Judah, you know, that what, what does he remind me of? What does our relationship remind me of? And the only thing I can think about Judah was Jonathan and David. You know, there was something special. They weren't brothers, but they, they had a special bond, you know, and they loved each other as brothers, the Bible says. And... Judah, I just want to say I love you, bro, from the bottom of my heart. You're like my little brother, man. I love you. And how many of us love Judah? Come on. How many of us love Brother Judah? Yes. Amen. Brother Judah, I just want to say I know God. This man is used by God. He's young, and he's going to be keep being used by God. God. God has something powerful for his life, and what God has in store, I can't wait to see. So Judah... I want you to come up here and I want you to lay your heart down on, on this altar and I want you to talk to us tonight. Let's stand and as, let's, as we're standing, let's clap our hands and give God one more hand clap and one more shout of praise as Brother Judah Williams delivers the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody send that up to Jesus. No, 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 that ain't going to work. Send it up to Jesus right now. God, we need you in this place. We can do nothing without you. Before we go another moment in this service, Jesus, we need you in this place, God. Oh, Lord, in your mighty name. Count it an honor and a privilege to be standing behind this desk tonight. Brother John, I love you more. And uh, how we started hanging out was we just had a lot in common. It's easy to hang out with someone that you have a lot in common, and I appreciate that. Um... Per usual, 
I had something else to preach. And as I was preparing, God just dropped something in my spirit. And I was like, God, it's a youth service. I don't want to preach that. Whatever kept going. Well, Tuesday night, Brother Trevor delivered that powerful word of God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Trevor. I don't know if you can hear me right now, but if that didn't speak to anyone else, that spoke to me. So I was like, okay, Jesus, I know better. So here we are tonight. I don't come with enticing words of man's knowledge, and if you don't know what that means, I don't come up here trying to look cool and trying to be all that. I'm just, I'm just here to let you know what's been stirring on the inside of me. As we turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 16, I want to let you know that I'm preaching just as much to myself as I am to every single one of you guys on, this, on the pews tonight. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. With the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, for a few moments, I'm simply going to preach help. I'm going to preach help. If we could lift our hands in the air, God, right now, we can do nothing without you, Jesus. We are nothing without you, Lord. God, would you show up in this place, God, touch every heart, every mind, every spirit, every soul. God, before I say another word, Lord, would you begin to go into the depths, Jesus, of every heart. Would you begin to make fertile the soil of our minds, Jesus. God, would you move in a mighty way, God. If you don't move, then we're just up here for nothing, God. If you don't move in this place, then this is just a gathering, God. Would you hand in your spirit fall in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Help! Help! Came the blood-curdling, agonizing screams. Complete and utter chaos was the situation at hand. Men and women running everywhere, yells, shouts, and crying, filling the air, mixing with sirens and radios. For what had just happened was unimaginable, unthinkable, unbearable. For the huge, iconic Twin Towers in downtown New York City had just been struck by two commercial jets that on impact exploded into balls of flames and wreckage. Everyone in and around the buildings began to scramble to safety, jumping, running, crawling, doing whatever they had to do to get it safely away from the horror that had just unfolded. As swarms of people fled in terror, there was a group of individuals who were shredded straight into the middle of the mayhem. Putting aside personal fill, fear, and well-being, plunging into the epicenter of 1,700-degree flames and thousands of pounds of concrete particles and all other sort of harmful, all sort of harmful materials crashing down around them. You see, they were all on one goal. They had one mission, they had one purpose, and that was to save someone's mom, dad, brother, friend from being lost to the fire, to the thousands of pounds of wreckage crashing into the earth. 
working with fervency and rigor, spending hours, days, not taking time to eat or sleep, understanding that they may be the only hope for someone trapped in the fire. At times, shutting down all equipment and hushing everyone up, breaking out state-of-the-art, listening and radar devices, desperately searching and listening for a voice of pain and suffering, crying out to them for help. You see, what happened that day is what is going on in the world that we live in right now. We are living in a 9-11 world as I speak. We have spiritual wickedness in high places. We have gender confusion, little boys and girls growing up with identity crisis because mama and daddy didn't want to make them be something they don't want to be. Mama's killing babies before they even have a chance to fight for their very own survival. Nations rising against nations. More overdoses in drugs and alcohol than has ever been imagined. More deaths from AIDS and STDs. More homicides, suicides. Can I bring it home to where we live for a moment? Just this year, 20 people were killed of a DUI in Lee County alone. 40 homicides occur in Lee County. Over 190 overdose deaths. 124 suicides. And 1,345 abortions. This is our, our home turf, y'all. These are the people that you walk through in the grocery store. These are the people that you walk by downtown when you're getting your slice of pizza. These are the days Jesus we're talking about. Brother Hammond, would you meet, read Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 12. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. For nation shall rise again. Hold right there. Does that sound familiar to anybody in this place? You see, all this is going on, but God said, for all these things must come to pass. All these things must happen, but the end is not yet. Go ahead and read that first paragraph, or just that first couple line. For uh, nation... And ye shall hear no, of no, no, wars. No, seven, sorry. For nation shall rise against nation. For nation shall rise against nation. And the, the origin of the word nation comes from the Latin natio, meaning to be born, same as nativity. For that matter, our prenatal, we ordinarily use the word interchangeably with country. When we talk about Canada, France, or the USA, we use the word nation. But can I tell you that nation is much more than that. It can also be used to describe groups of people with something in common that they believe defines them. Nation rising against nation. Can I say race against race? It's in the Bible, y'all. I'm sorry to break it to you, but we're not going to fix it. 
And I know that I may come out of here and I may lose a couple of you. But let me just tell you, if God wants something to happen, no matter what you do in the flesh, it's not going to change what is happening. All the effort that you're putting into that, let me see you put that effort really doing something and seeing you take doing another Bible study. Or let me see you put that time and effort into winning someone for the lost. While we're at it, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Why are we listening to people of influences in our life that don't even have the Holy Ghost? That don't even have Jesus on the inside of them. In my Bible it says that their heart is deceitful. Whether we want it or not, if we don't have God on us, we're deceitful creatures. We're listening to po political figures, pop stars, you name it. And we're, we're taking everything they say, hook, line, and sinker. And their heart is deceitful. But we won't even listen to our own pastor when he asks us to do something. How do we have more faith in physical people that don't even know God than our own shepherd that God has given us? Matthew chapter 12, 25 says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. We're seeing that happen in our world today. A house divided is not standing. But in the church we're getting mad because someone buys the same dress as us. Or we get mad because someone didn't say hi to me the right way. Or walked past me and gave me a dirty look. Let me tell you, if, they, if it doesn't work in there, what much? how do we think it's going to work in here? We need to stop getting so easily offended with each other. And we also need to treat each other with some more respect. Because a house divided is not going to stand. And before we reach people, we ourselves got to be ready to reach the people that we're trying to get. See, what's interesting with the Twin Towers is the fire that was blazing was fueled by jet fuel. And in, I'm going to correlate that with the world we're living in today. The fire that we're fighting is not any old other ordinary fire that we've come against. You see what's happening is in the Bible that this is the last days. And if I can borrow the colloquialism, we have jet fuel fueling this fire. See... What your mom did, what your dad did may have worked for when they were going. But for right now, we're going to need some young people who are going to take it a step further. Who are going to do something that, that just hasn't been done yet. That, that 20 minutes of prayer in the morning might have worked then. But that ain't going to work now. Because you see, we're fighting a much greater giant. And we have the power. God has won every single victory already. We have the power in our hand. But if we don't tap into the one that gives the power then we're powerless. I don't come here to bash heads, but I do believe that my feelings aren't as important as the price of a soul going straight to hell. You see, how would you like it if you were the outsider looking in? How would you like it if it was your mom, your dad? And, and there's some people who our moms and our dads are going. They're going to the, to the eternal fire. But what fervency would we have if we could just see in the physical what's going on in the spiritual? 
See, it's easy when you're wrapped up in the physical not to see the spiritual. When you're full of carnal things and physical things, the spiritual is just over here, somewhere off to the right in there. But if we could tap into what's going on in the spiritual, and if you could walk by, I'm telling you, we were sitting downtown last night. And as we were sitting there, I watched these two young men walking straight past us like this. Buried in their phones. And it got me thinking, man, that's what's happening in this generation. We have people who are walking aimlessly, not even seeing where they're walking. And they're about to walk straight off. They're about to drop into hell and they'll never be able to come back. And you... Sitting on the pew here and me, we're the ones that have the answer that they're looking for. We're the ones. The musicians can come. I'm, I'm not being long tonight and I'm not trying to get emotional and I'm not trying to hype you up. But I'm just trying to tell you, if we want revival, we got to be the ones to get it. It's one thing. It's one thing. To come to an impact service on a Friday night and come jump up here and scream and holler like we're crazy. But what happens when you leave? Are we making the difference in our streets? Come on, somebody. Are we making the difference? We're all about come experience the difference. But unless they know about the difference, then it's absolutely pointless. And it's more than just a, a Saturday it's more than just two hours on a Saturday. It's a lifestyle. Every time you have the opportunity. And that's why it's so important to be walking in the Holy Ghost. Because there's times you could be walking. Come on, Brother John. I'm going to use you real quick. You could be walking. Stay right there. And as you're walking, God's telling you, witness to that person. Witness to that person. But when you're so consumed with your own thoughts, when you're so consumed about what's going on today and what I need to buy and, oh, I'm hungry, your vision is clouded and you can't even hear. You got so many other voices coming into your ears and clouding your vision to where you walk straight past what God needed you. And that person is going home. Who knows what they're going home to? Who knows what their life is like. And we are the ones that can make a difference. We're the ones that can tell them how they can change their life. We're the ones. But unless we do it, what point is it that we even have it? Why do you think that was the last thing Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven? I saved you. Look where you were at. I took you out of the miry clay. I turned you into something. But unless you go and do it for someone else, you have no purpose. We're just shells living on this earth. We can't talk about our Jesus and praise him unless we go make the difference on the streets. We can't scream and shout and hear and jump and run and yell unless we're the ones doing it. And I'm telling you, I, I'm just as guilty as anyone in this place tonight. 
and I was trying to shake it off. But God got a hold of me and he said, Judah! Your first, your first calling is to winning the lost. Let me tell you, before you're a singer in the choir, before you're a preacher behind this pulpit, before you are anything, your purpose is to win the lost. We're in the last days, y'all. God's wrapping things up. When we get up there, is God going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You see, if, and I'm not just saying this for hype, I'm not just saying this for anything. Right here in this youth group, Ganayal, Jayla, Angie, we're the people, man. I, it's coming from one of you guys tonight, is it? It isn't Brother Floraza, it isn't Brother Hammond that are just trying to help you up. But we're the people. They're going to do their own thing, don't get me wrong. But we're the generation rising up. And what are we going to do with it? God's given us the option. God's given us the choice to absolutely turn this city upside down. God has given us the ability. He's filled us with his spirit. But are we going to sit on a pew in our own thoughts and sit on our pew consumed with what we have going on that we aren't even going to make the difference? As they get ready to sing, listen, I'm not going to make a formal altar call. But if you're in here tonight and you understand, man, I can't do this by myself, but God, if you could use me. God, I know I may not have been doing it like you want me to, Jesus. But God, let me, let me reach someone, God. God, I, I could only imagine where I'd be going if it wasn't for you, Lord. Who knows what I'd be doing right now? Who knows where, where I'd be? But God, since you, since you brought me out, since you cleansed me, since you filled me, God, would you, would you let me be the vessel that you could use to do something else? God, use me to reach someone. God, Lord, let me be the connection to you that they need in their life. God, don't let me go another day without walking how you want me to walk. Jesus, help me be the connection. God, God, God. We're the difference. We're the difference. We're the city on a hill that cannot be hid. What good is a lamp if you hide it under a bushel? Young person, hear me tonight. God, I'm not leaving here. And I'm going to make a difference, Jesus. I'm not leaving here. God, in your mighty name. In your mighty name. God, I commit to you right now, Jesus. I may not know how to teach the prettiest Bible study. 
I may not, I may not be able to speak eloquently, Jesus, but use me. God, help me to reach my city. Jesus. God, right now, let a fire, let a passion rise up in my soul, God. 